Hello, friends. I am really excited about what's about to take place here at our church. First, we are going to ordain Dan Miller as an elder here at Grace Fellowship Church. And afterwards, we are going to send off three of our members on Grace Fellowship's first ever uh, missions trip. At least missions trip that we have sponsored. Both of these events have been many years in the making. Uh, The last elder that we ordained here at Grace Fellowship was Peter. And uh, I don't even remember exactly how long ago that was, but it was a while. Uh, And it's not that we haven't had other men who were qualified since then, but there's been this pattern, for those of you who have been here for a while, that every time we're about to ordain someone as an elder, they leave. Uh, They're always sent off. God calls them somewhere else. So we're thankful that Dan is sticking around by God's grace. Uh, So that's been years in the making. And it was also at the end of 2015, about three and a half years ago, when the Grace Fellowship Church shepherding team, which was something of a proto-deacon team here at the church, put aside $2,000 from uh, the budget that we had allocated for our team that year to serve as seed money for GFC's first ever missions trip whenever that was going to be. And it was about two months after that when Steph Schreckengast stood up here at a congregational meeting and asked us all to pray about what people group God would have us focus on. And of course, that people group ended up being the people of Japan. And today, we are sending Steph and her husband Ryan and Caitlin Moore to go to that people group. So, uh, oh, and, and in God's perfect timing, uh, it just so happened that Dan Miller was one of the men on the shepherding team when that decision was made. And so what's about to take place here, I think, has God's fingerprints all over it. So I just thought that was kind of fun as I, as I thought about what God was doing here. Now, to frame our time, I want to read from our brand new write-up about the Office of Elder, which, if you're curious, is now available on the Grace Fellowship Church member's website. And I'm going to read a portion for you right now. As a church of Jesus Christ, our mandate is to make disciples of all nations by going, baptizing, and teaching. The elders at Grace Fellowship Church seek to lead the church to fulfill this mandate by Jesus and to fulfill their unique roles as defined in the scriptures. Elders are to shepherd the flock of God by preaching the word of God, ruling the household of God, paying careful attention to both themselves and the people of God, and remaining alert to admonish the opponents of God. For this commission, they will give an account to God, and if they have shepherded well, they will, re- they will receive a crown from God. Elders can expect an extra measure of suffering for faithful preaching and leadership. Just as they are subject to the weaknesses of the flesh and to indwelling sin, just as any other member of the congregation, yet they are subject to more public scrutiny. Therefore, faithful and obedient elders are to be remembered and imitated, obeyed in spiritual matters, respected and esteemed in love and honored, as they trust in the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus, and as they perpetually remember Jesus, both risen and reigning, they are strengthened to endure so they likewise can both live and reign with Christ. For these reasons, we have a team of elders. 
not to consolidate power around a manufactured elitist class of Christians, but to shepherd the flock to the glory of God. So for the past several years, the elders have been uh, carefully examining Dan Miller to determine if God has equipped and empowered him to serve as an elder at our church. And we are very pleased to say that we believe that he has. And not only us, because months ago we asked for your feedback as well. And we received many positive testimonies as a result. And for your encouragement and Dan's, I want to read just a couple anonymous excerpts from that right now. Here's one of them. Dan would be an excellent elder. He has a down-to-earth style of preaching that helps get the message across. He is well-spoken and shows a broad depth of insight that comes from earnestly seeking to understand the Lord and being led by the Spirit. Amen to that. And here's a second one. Dan faithfully serves his family, trains his kids in the Lord, faithfully and clearly communicates the main points of the scriptures, and prioritizes his time to connect with churchgoers and outsiders for gospel purposes. Dan seems humble from the pulpit and in personal conversations, showing an eagerness to continue growing in sanctification. Amen again. That all describes Dan very well, if you know him. And perhaps few people know Dan better than Bill Drips, who has mentored Dan for a long time now. So it seemed appropriate to invite Bill to come on up to issue a charge to Dan as Dan takes on this new role of elder. So come on up, Bill. I was delighted to be asked to give the charge for ordaining Dan Miller as elder of Grace Fellowship Church. I'm not exactly sure when I first met Dan, but I believe It was when he was a student at Bloomsburg University. I remember that Dan was very likable, and I enjoyed his friendship. I must confess that at that point, Dan seemed a little tentative, perhaps even a little fearful. He wanted to be one of the crowd rather than a leader. I was very happy when Dan moved to State College and joined Grace Fellowship many years ago. I was also happy when Dan met Becky and she agreed to marry him. But I think he was happier than I was. (laughs) And just between you and me, I think Dan may have married a little over his head, if you know what I mean. This was all well and good, but Dan was still not a leader. And then a few years ago, God used a number of circumstances to make it clear that he had called Dan to be a leader. He called him to be more than one of the crowd. He had called him to step to the front to help lead God's people. To answer this call, Dan had to face his fears and trust God at a new level. I asked Dan how he would express this, and here's what he wrote. 1 Corinthians 15:58 says your toil is not in vain. As a child I wouldn't even try. As a young man and still on occasion I am tempted to give up thinking that it's in vain, that it's vain to toil through life and keep fighting. 
The Lord has slowly transformed my thinking to help me toil in hope, knowing that God is at work in me and my wife and my family in big ways. I can endure calling GFC to do the same. While Dan may be called to be an elder, all of us are called to toil for the Lord in hope. Let us all endure in hope by toiling as God's ambassadors. Dan has also appreciated Becky's care for him as God has developed him as a leader. He clearly sees that Becky's Becky's character is a crucial factor in his own qualification. She has tirelessly listened to him and walked through many hard years with him on his, this path to become qualified as an elder. And finally, I'd like to leave Dan with one verse. In Isaiah 60, Isaiah continues unfolding the kingdom, the coming of God's kingdom. One of the signs of that coming kingdom is given in verse 22. The least one shall become a clan, and the smallest one a mighty nation. I am the Lord. In its time, I will hasten us. Dan, you used to think of yourself as a least one and the smallest one, but now God has enabled you to set aside your fears of insignificance and of a life lived in vain and believe God's promise that he will use you like an entire clan or a mighty nation. Now, here's the serious part, Dan. (laughs) Dan, I charge you in the presence of God and of Jesus Christ, who is the judge of the living and of the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. Then the elders believe God will use you in this church to have a great impact for his kingdom in his name. We call you to seize upon his promise with both hands and not let go until he blesses you and until he blesses us. At this point, I'd like to call up Dan and the other elders. Dan, you can come stand right here. We're going to pray for you and invite all of you to join us as we do. God, thank you so much for this brother who has become a shepherd among us. Thank you, Lord, for giving us uh, a man of character. Thank you that Dan's leadership in this church is not a new thing. God, this is something that uh, we have seen for years, and we've seen you doing a tremendous work of sanctification, making Dan holy, making Dan uh, into a wise and effective leader. He has loved both the outsider and uh, those who have been part of the church since the beginning. And we expect him to continue to do still more. God, thank you uh, that you have equipped this church with leaders like Dan. And God, we pray for still more. We pray that you would use Dan to uh, be part of raising up those leaders. Would this church grow both in number and even more importantly, Lord, in depth of understanding and knowledge of you? Through Dan's leadership, we pray this in Jesus' name. And Father, we're thankful that Dan has become a leader by setting an example. We thank you that you have worked in him 
to deeply desire this change in his character. And Father, that he has set an example for all of us by willing to address his weaknesses and trust you to turn them into strengths. Father, I pray that you would use this example in the lives of everyone here at Grace Fellowship uh, to challenge them to bring their own issues before you and let you deal with them. Thank you, Father, for making uh, Dan an excellent preacher of your word. Thank you for, uh, for blessing us with him. Thank you for, uh, for the way that he represents Jesus well. And our Father, we ask that you would please equip Dan for this work to which you've called him. Grant him endurance and patience with the criticism he will face, the suffering and persecution that will come to him for proclaiming the good news about Jesus. And I pray that you would enable him to stand up under it and to hold fast to your truth. Help him to shepherd the flock, to to love the sheep, and to lay down his life for them as his Savior uh, did for us. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We have a uh, certificate of ordination here for Dan, which I'll briefly read. Having observed his doctrine, teaching, and life, the elders of Grace Fellowship Church have ordained Dan Miller to the ministry and office of elder, pastor, and overseer of the church on this 16th day of June, 2019. Grace Fellowship Church, I present to you your newest elder, Dan Miller. You guys can have a seat, and for the second portion of our congregational meeting here, I'd like to invite up the members of our Japan Perspectives trip, Ryan and Steph Schreckengast and Caitlin Moore. You guys can just come and stand right here on the first step or something so everybody can see you. Whatever makes you look least different in height. Uh, So... (laughs) Each of these individuals here are, are dear friends of mine, yet I, I do sincerely feel very honored to be standing up here with them. None of them speak Japanese. Uh, none of them, as far as I know, have ever been to Japan. None of them are quite sure what they're going to experience. But all of them have diligently sought the Lord in prayer about this for months and even years. And all of them worked hard to raise support for this trip. And all of them are going in Jesus' name. And that makes all of them missionaries. And as most of you know, they'll be staying with one of our church's missionary families, Robert and Roberta Adair in Shiogama, Japan. They're going to be leaving super early on Tuesday morning, and they'll return super late on Tuesday, July 2nd. Their aim while in Japan is to gain perspective about Japan. That's why we're calling it the Perspectives Trip. 
They're going to gain perspective about God as they learn his characteristics that he shows uniquely through the Japanese people and their culture. And they'll gain perspective about the Adairs as they get to know one another and minister to one another deeply. They'll report as time allows via a blog that Caitlin is maintaining and via text or email updates, which I'll be passing along to all of those of you here who expressed interest in purposely praying for them during their trip. But whether you have done that, uh, signed up for those prayer updates or not, in just a moment, I'm going to open the floor so that anyone here who would like to pray for them uh, publicly can do so. But before I do that, I want to ask if uh, you three have any prayer requests that you would like to share with the congregation as you get ready to depart. Well, you can pray for uh, our children who will be staying behind with the Holmans, actually, who have graciously offered to care for them during that time. This is the first time that we've had any separation, much less two weeks far away. Uh, but we know that we can trust God with that as well, and he knows. And a prayer of ours has really been that we would share God's hope and love that despite not being able to speak Japanese, that he would transcend that and still be able to show his love and hope through us uh, in a place where a lot of people are very hopeless, uh, that they would somehow see the Lord uh, and get to start knowing him through us. Also, just for safe travels and for the energy um, with the time chains, changes and all the layovers, as well as that we would just really serve the Adairs uh, in person and be a, um, be a support for them in person and that that would be unique and really helpful for them um, as we connect with uh, the people in the ministry as well. Um, there's also more prayer requests on my blog um, under the prayer tab. So. I guess um, for me personally, one of the things that I really see as a hallmark of the Lord at work um, is how he uses a single situation to really work in multiple ways um, that he would work in our lives personally, um, deepening our relationship uh, with the Lord and getting a perspective on how he has already been at work uh, in us uh, throughout this whole process and even before, as well as he's at work in Japan, that we would have a new understanding of of his work uh, in all of those situations. And God, we recognize that though we are sending them out as a church today, we know that missionaries are not simply those who go in your name, but they are those who are sent by your name and for your name. And so, God, we, we want to recognize that uh, well before Caitlin or Steph or Ryan thought, hey, I want to go to Japan, you had planned this. You had called them. You had prepared every moment of their trip. And so, God, we know that they are not going off into the vast unknown from your perspective. Uh, though they do not know yet what they will experience, uh, though they do not know what obstacles you will graciously place in their way that they might turn to you, uh, you know these things. You know every blessing and every struggle that they will have on this trip. You know uh, every uh, every moment of every day that they'll be spending uh, either on a plane or traveling or uh, visiting with believers or sharing the gospel with unbelievers. All these things are known to you. And uh, best of all, Lord, uh, the names of these three are known by you in your book of life. And so, God, we pray that 
out of the abundance of the mercy that they have received, that they would share that mercy with those to whom they go. Would you bless those efforts? Would uh, a people who currently do not know you, uh, individual by individual, would they know the God that we heard about this morning? Would they learn and would they be able to, for the first time, remember the Lord? God, this is our prayer and our hope, and we look forward to hearing what you do when they return to us. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen.